cock out my mouth. Get the cock out of your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Damn near killed him. Ridiculous. Well, this is well timed. You gentlemen mind if I take his spot? If and you play his hand. I would prefer not to. You seen him, you play him. Can't no one compel another man to engage in recreation. Certainly not a son of a gun as ill-humored as yourself. But right now, I'd appreciate it if you'd deposit your weapon in the receptacle by the swinging doors, which concealing of it on your person in the first place was a violation of the rules of this establishment. And if and I don't. Powerful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! <laughs> <laughs> the government's out to get ya, NASA's out to get ya, the NSA's out to get ya. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Police ask public not to shoot after recent Bigfoot sighting. Discussion we've been having lately about Bob Lazar and what he did at Area 51. We ain't found shit! Open the gates. Open the gates! They're here. But, uh, anyway, um, yeah. Fucking Fanex. That was half a shit show, but it was good. That was, you know what? It was. It was a lot of people. I figured it was going to be busy. I just don't know it was going to be that busy. Oh, well, come but on. But dumb fucking me. So. Yeah. You know, but it was cool. It was one of the, I think I've been to one of the Comic-Con. There was one in Seattle I tried to go to, me and uh, Bob, if you remember Bob. We decided to go the day of, and we couldn't get tickets. We were turned by the door because it was sold out, evidently. So we mm-hmm. went down to the Cheesecake Factory. And we sat there and we watched um, like 300-pound women dressed as Wonder Woman walking to the Comic-Con past our window. (laughs) It was just fucking hilarious. I was like, wow, it took you days to get into that fucking outfit. Whoa, hey, hey. I'm just saying. You know, it's one of those things. Um, Well, didn't we go to one in Spokane? Uh, it wasn't free. Oh, we you did. You took a picture yeah, yeah, with that Kevin Smith looking guy. Yeah. And I think the guy that was doing the, um, he was dressed as a diver off of Bioshock. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that was, that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. So, that was. yeah. But not, I mean, Spokane's not as big of a town, but this one was impressive. Um, so anyway, you're joining us in conversation. Sorry. Welcome to Strange Uncles. Uh, I'm Shane. Josephina. Hey, there you are. You found me. I did find you. <laughs> so, um, for those of you, so Josephine is kind of back on the track here to fill in when she when when I ask her nicely. Um, this is part two of the haunted bar talk. Um, I was going to have Brooks a bartender, however, evidently he's got um, I don't know back he, issues. The back issues. Yeah, I guess so. You know, we want to make sure we we put this out and we didn't uh, miss a week. So he's like, hey, by all means, 
have uh what's he call you josie 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 fill in (laughs) we'll go from there so thank you for filling in you know by all means but yeah we're talking about the comic-con um fucking a yeah it was really fun i went mainly to see one of my idols that Mm -hmm. i i can idols is a fucking gay word i don't want to say idols well okay i mean i've been i got every album he's ever had you know, I'm a big shock rock guy. I always have been. You know, Alice Cooper's been like the originator of it. You know, he's the one that filled the footsteps for Rob Zombie and all these other guys to follow, you know. Right. And so, anyway, he uh, went to Comic-Con, which I thought was weird. But, but cool at the same but time. But cool at the same time, exactly. You know, he had a long fucking line. But I got a picture with him, autographed, and... Uh, and uh, yeah, and it was just uh, phenomenal. And then what was kind of cool, a little off topic. So we're walking the booze and Skelton. Yes. Skelton. So, you know, everybody, of course, is trying to peddle their wares. A lot of new artists, a lot of new stuff, you know, it's a lot of, you know, whatever have you. We walk by this booth and there's this this old old man. He's old. He's elderly. He's got pop bottle glasses on. He's drawing stuff out. He's He's got his wife standing next to him and... And he's got his artwork out. And I just, for some reason, I felt, God, I want to talk to this guy. And so we stopped. And come to find out, this dude wrote for Marvel. He wrote for DC. He illustrated the comic book for um, uh, The Next Generation in the late 90s when it came out. He was one of the uh, idea makers for Thanos in the beginning. And everything that now Mm -hmm. is like Avengers, which we're going to actually talk about. I can't wait. Um, and I sat there, we sat there, both of us, for like, what, a half hour? Yeah. Just listening to this guy. Yeah, he had a lot of stories to tell and or share, I should say. Um, yeah, he was very, very interesting. I liked it. It was really cool. He knew Stanley. He knew Jack Man. Kirby. You know, yeah, he, he all these guys that uh, he's been beating around the, the comic universe for, what do you say, 50 years? Yeah. Something like that. So yeah. very interesting. Very. I think that was probably one of the highlights. Because you know all these new it guys. All, it was a personal, personable conversation with yes someone that you wouldn't think is famous. Right. Yeah. No. Not well. And uh, because you know or you got iconic. all these these millennials that don't give a shit. They don't know who's who. They just see an old guy sitting there. They don't breeze right past him. That's you know? true. Because where he was was in the middle of other artists that have different. He he was parts. sandwiched in there. Yeah. He was sandwiched in there. Kind of weird. So yeah, I get that. But. Uh, but anyway, you know, it was really cool. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was neat. So, yeah, that was our Comic-Con. We did that. And then I think that night uh, we did Snoop Dogg. Oh, yes. It was 420. So we went to Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Nas concert. Yeah. Um, so for, for those of you, so we actually recorded the last episode, uh, Casper, Pour Me Another Part One, actually on Friday night. Or it was Friday day with Brooks. And then Saturday. This all happened on Saturday. So it was 420. Uh, I... I kind of want to go into some rants and raves on this. Are you okay with that? That's fine. Okay, let's do rants and raves. Something else I don't understand. Motivation tapes. Motivation books. What happened here? Suddenly everybody needs to be motivated? It's a fairly simple thing. Either you want to do something or you don't. Peace and love. Peace and love. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. So don't even think about messing with me. Y'all feel me? Okay, so, great concert, actually. You know, I'm not a huge Snoop Dogg fan, but, you know, he is, it's one of those things, he's been around for so long, why not? You know, why not go? 
you know, how many more? So, of course, we're again, we're in fucking great. Oh, the great God. Salt Lake I know of where Utah. this is going. So, you know, so we're worrying about, you know, what if he fucking smokes on stage? What if he does this? What if he does it? What are they going to do? It's, you know, how are yeah, they going to well, set up? Marijuana is illegal. You know, I mean, if you yeah, went to yeah. a concert in California, that's probably not a problem. But I'm like, fuck. But this, here? Yeah. 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 How are we going to handle what we're going to do? Well, so it was Snoop Dogg, uh, Na- Nas, and 2 Chains, mm-hmm. right? 2 Chains canceled. So the concert was like an hour late, which, you know, no big deal. Uh, we upgraded our seats. We had lawn seats that Josephina found, but we upgraded our seats. And we literally were, what, like like the eighth row back from the stage, yeah. tenth mm-hmm. row? Really kind of right there. Okay, here's my fucking rant. It wasn't the concert itself. It wasn't, you know, if you go to a Snoop Dogg concert or anything that's orientated to that, you know what fucking, you know what the material's going to be. You know what the content's going to be. You remember the old school rap back in the yeah. late 80s, yeah. 90s, yeah. and, you know, fuck that hoe, whoop that trick. Exactly. Crack that bitch and the bitch bitch, whoa, you know, whatever the whoa, fuck the name crack is. Crack that bitch. What? Pick my pickle in the oven slice, homie dog, I, wherever the talk is. But Anyways. it's still cool to say... But I'm looking around, and um, here's these fucking parents. Not, not teenagers, mind you. Now, that's a lie. Now, if you're 13, 14 years old, you're bringing your kid. Okay, you know what? Puberty, teenage. You know, they're probably hearing worse things at school. Right. If you want to raise them open, okay. You know, I don't know if I would do that, or I would have done that with my kid at, like, 13, 14. But when your fucking kids are six, seven, eight years old... There were two blonde hair, toe-headed fucking twins sitting second row back from the main stage. Couldn't have been more than one, eight years old, maybe? Maybe? Yeah, if that. And their dad's there, their mom's there. Meanwhile, here comes Snoop Dogg. He's doing the Snoop Dogg stuff. There's fucking women. These, these gals come out there in G-string oh, yeah. bikinis. There's stripper, stripper poles. poles. <laughs> their legs are fucking open. You can just one quick little... Of the wind, and their their panties are going to slide sideways, and at least one lip's going to fall out. I'm, I'm sure. Christ. And these kids are sitting here, and they're watching this shit. And I'm thinking, fuck you, parents. And then he's like, happy 420, smoke him if you got him. He's trying to light his blunt at oh, the same shit. time. Oh, shit, yeah, he's I'm back like, and forth fuck. on the thing. And, you know, they brought their kids to that. So, ethically, I thought that was kind of fucked. Not that, you know, strange uncles have a lot of ethics, hey, mind well. you. Look but, at the world we're living today. Yeah, it's just fucking. It is. What you got to start them at eight now, not fucking thirteen. Right. Exactly. Well, you know. Anyway, so that's uh that's my rant and rave on that. Um, uh, well, actually, rave. Let's start on the raves. I've got a cool rave that I can roll into, and I think you might share it from last night. You want to kick that off? Oh, I'm like, wait a minute. What did we do last <laughs> night? Avengers Endgame. Oh my god. Fucking epic. So first off, though, I mean, we I won tickets to a sponsorship of a company. They're sponsoring this whole thing, and we got you know drinks and popcorn. That was yeah, cool. Yeah. And then we got to see the movie for free. And oh my god, three hours! It did not seem like three hours. You That's know, I was worried about it moving in. It was. I mean, I was like, oh my, where am I going to go to the bathroom? The minute I sat down, of course, I had had to go to the bathroom, but I I didn't. Like it was so. You and there's no spoilers here because obviously you know this. So this is going to drop tomorrow, um, Sunday, which is April 28th, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I just for those of you, even if you're not a huge, huge Marvel fan, you've seen some bits and pieces. Go fucking see this because this is epic. Uh, even if you're not following the storyline verbatim and you and you don't remember, oh my god, I remember this person here. Or yeah, I get this. Just, just it was so well done. It was so well made. It was so well thought out. 
Um, I, I was just fucking floored. I, yeah, I almost cried about three times, but I oh, finally let one go. Jesus. I'm like, God damn it. <sighs> yeah, it's not actually. It's a tearjerker towards the end. It's one of those things. But, um, you know, that's, that's I think, our shared rave. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, Because it was fucking mad. That movie yeah. was like... Our minds are still blown by it right now. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just sitting here. I mean, this could be a podcast of just us going. Damn. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it just really is fucking. It was great. It was crazy. It was it awesome. It was amazing. So, yeah. Anyway. I so, want to watch it again. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so those are rants and raves. Um, uh, a couple other things, too. So big shout out to uh, to Chris. Uh, who is a, a really good friend of mine. Off, uh, He has a podcast called Faces and Aces. Uh, he actually goes actually on Twitter as well uh, by Green Korean. And uh, he did something with some friends of his in Vegas that, that have podcasts as well, where they did like, I, I think, and Chris, I'm sorry if I, I misconstrued. I, I think this is correct. I think it was their 100th episode. And so they went out in Area 51 to actually record it. They're not necessarily that kind of a podcast, but they're based out of Vegas, so it was close, and, and he went with them. And uh, I get in the mail Thursday, I think. Um, it, it's an Area 51 handbook that he had picked up when he did it, and he mailed it to me. Um, so, you know, just thanks, kudos, man. That, that's really neat for uh, for thinking of me on my side. I have not been there yet as sad as it is, which is just fucking pathetic. But, you know, one of these days we're, we're going to try to try. Um, one of the things on the Area 51, and this day has gone and passed, however, but there was a day uh, last Friday was Alien Day. Also talks good about Friday, um, right? actually yeah Good Friday too I believe um, so even though getting the it was so cool because it got the book like on Thursday and then Friday was Alien I think actually no I take that back Thursday I think was Alien Day mm-hmm. and it's a celebration of just obviously everything Alien um, kind of cool kind of neat um, I was very very impressed by it for the most part those are kind of my hey catch-ups type thing again so this is part two of the Hanabar episode um, we're gonna get into it here in about ten fifteen. We do have a couple bars that we're going to kind of discuss back and forth just to kind of wrap up part one a little bit. And then there's interviews that uh, myself, along with a lead investigator, uh, Jen Pardue, off the Ochre Paranormal uh, Investigators, went to the bar to do. Uh, and we interviewed uh, a one Tucker, the bartender. We're actually doing an upcoming investigation there, which is going to be ran by Ochre Mountain Paranormal. And... Uh, Kind of neat, kind of cool. Uh, we're going to have that towards the end, kind of wrap this up. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. But meanwhile, I think we have some, uh, we got some weird facts and some weird news coming. Good education is not what fills your head with facts, but what stimulates curiosity. Then you learn for the rest of your life. Didn't you fuckers learn anything at college? All right, you know, it was really cool because... Um, Again, this episode is uh, part two of the Honda Bars episode. Um, I stumbled on something actually late last week that uh, kind of floored me a little bit. Um, and I wanted to talk. I figured it kind of fit right into what we were talking about. Last orders for Bristol Pub linked to Robinson Crusoe and Treasure Island. Interesting title. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So a beloved, Bristol, a beloved Bristol pub with connections to Robinson Crusoe and Treasure Island has called last orders for the final time leaving the future of the waterside black-and-white timbered building in doubt. So bank holiday drinkers enjoyed their final pints at the Long Dogger Trowel on Saturday night before it closed after serving the people of Bristol. This is what blew my mind for almost 450 fucking years. Um, As well as attracting fans of Daniel Defoe and Robert Louis Stevenson, which who both wrote 
um, the said uh, Robinson Crusoe and Treasure Island. I guess they were avid fans of the place and, and drank there often or got kicked out of there often, wherever the fuck, you know, the story was. Right. So um, just kind of, I mean, number one, 450 years, this is what's been going on. Uh, the closure comes and ongoing concern over the threat to pubs with cost pressures and business rate increases contributing to a long-term decline across the entire country. Which is one of the reasons why why these guys kind of hit it so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Long Dogger Trow opened near Welsh Back, an area of Harborside that took in boats from South Wales, carrying slate, stone, and timber and coal in 1664. Huh. Um, and then from there, of course, you know, it uh, the pub initially occupied the building along with basket makers. Uh, I don't know what. Oh, tobacconists. I never heard of tobacconists. that. Tobacconists. Is, is that, that a science? Is that like a wacky tobacco? I, I don't know. I'm assuming the original tobacco. I'm not T- sure. Tobacconists. Tobacconists. I'm going to use that word in fucking regular conversation. See if I make this is tobacconists. Yeah. I'm going to take a tobacconistist uh, and groceries, but over the years, it expanded to where it is. So, of course, you know, legend has it that Defoe, one of the, the authors above, met mm-hmm. Alexander Selkirk. Uh, regarded as inspiration for his maroon sailor crusoe in the pub the book was published 300 years ago on tuesday that book is over 300 years old holy fuck i wonder how fragile the original is oh jesus christ i well it's written on a fucking canoe so you know you can imagine so anyway i thought it was kind of neat with the whole haunted bars episode but that's sad you know you get something that long jesus you know something else uh what do you got on your side ben um, just a fun fact, and don't be mean to me, but I'm just going to make you feel old, okay? Okay, welcome to every day of my life. All right. <sighs> hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> Take it easy. We're live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, cars that were manufactured 25 years ago are considered classic cars. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's it, amazing. Cars that were made in 1994 are considered classics. Think about that. What were you doing in 94? Well, you were you were younger, but 94. I wasn't even 10. I was in the fucking Navy in 94. You know? Ah, oh, that's crazy. Your Navy days are classic. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that one. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, fucking add that to the top of the fucking ice cream thing. So, anyway. Um, so, we go on. Of course, you know, you know us. We're going to go into kind of weird stuff a little bit. Uh, this is kind of interesting, and there's going to be more to this, I think, in the future episodes of Strange Uncles. I, I think I'm going to kind of, well, you know, I don't want to. Future. <laughs> like we're shut. This is our last episode. We're done. We shut off the lights. We can't afford anything. Um, but I feel like this is getting more and more prevalent. So that's why I feel I want to mention it. Okay. Uh, military admits seeing UFOs over secret bases. Along with a rash of Navy reports. So that's pretty generic. But honestly, when I pop open news or, you know, facts of things that's happened, say, within the last three weeks, roughly. Okay. Five reports of um, Navy reports and or news published on Navy is redesigning their language on when somebody sees UFO. If they have pilots up there mm. in the sky, they see something, Not and they're not alluding that it's anything alien. They're just alluding that it's an unidentified flying object. Right. If they're seeing, they're, they're rewriting their protocols for how to address that. Okay. So, the Navy's been doing that the last few months. Tons of reports for that, along with uh, other things, you know, over secret bases. And what's happening 
You know, it's it's become more and more active that UFOs are being seen and it, a, a lot yeah. more lately than than usual. So, okay, so let's play a devil's advocate on this one. Is it active because people's imagination are running wild and Avengers is the number one movie? No. Or is it active because it really is more active? I think it's active um, only because, well, I mean, there's a lot of factors, you know, more exciting. Oh, true. Yeah. They're getting more curious and curious. I think that. You know, all that stuff aside. And so, you know, I've been on the earth for a while. (laughs) I've seen these things kind of. Fold and grow, fold and grow. You know, they go down, they, they're proper, they're not. Ten years, everything's dormant, then it comes up again. So I will play the devil's advocate and say, maybe this is just another recurrence of, uh, you know, like the, when the bell-bottom pants come back. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on. But it doesn't seem so. like that's a case on that. It doesn't no, seem like that's think, a case. I think it's going to come out eventually. It starts going well. So there's other reports that, um, in fact, I've got a couple that I'll, I'll cover next. Um, I think n- not next episode, a couple of subs after. But uh, there's a lot of Harvard, Yale, high, high university professors that are coming out saying, yep, aliens are here. Yep, we've seen them. Yep, there's no way that you can't deny that they're not going on. Yep, yep, yep. You can't deny about paranormal activity mm-hmm. because we've witnessed it. All these things that are kind of opening, you know, of course, is pissing off the religious zealots because their fucking heads are spinning. They don't know what to do. Right. Because, you know, nothing makes sense anymore. You know. Right. But really, I mean, if you boil it back down, isn't that all that fucking God is or Jesus is? It's still a supernatural entity. It can't be proved. Right. Uh, Out there walking around doing their thing. I mean, if you really look at the base pattern, take away the word God to it and say there's something that came from the sky and it touched man and this and that. It sounds fucking crazy. But because it's attached to a religion, it's not crazy anymore. But I mean, and that's why I'm just like, if I see it, then I'll believe it. Right, right. And I, so anyway, aside from the thing, I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm going to kind of compile things as we go and kind of put things together here in the next uh, the next month or so. It, it just I've been catching a lot of the stuff in the news and it just kind of hmm, kind of interesting. That's why I'm saying you know? it makes you wonder how popular mm. is getting now or how yeah yeah word I, of mouth you. is getting out there or whatever yeah. have you. I mean, obviously technology isn't. Sometimes it's it's the bane of our existence, but sometimes it helps. You know. I'm gonna. I foresee this day happening of robots. Fighting aliens. Oh Jesus! What that would don't sell that sell that Hollywood. I'm oh, gonna make tons can you of take money. that out of this podcast? Because I'm gonna patent that idea. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll edit that out. Anyway, um, and one last note too, and then we're gonna go into uh, some of the bar talk. Um, and this happened a while ago, but this is something that I didn't realize, and I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, there's something on April 24th, which again was. What, four days ago? Five days Three ago, days once, ago. This, once this podcast oh. kind of drops. Yeah. Um, English residents prepare for the spookiest night of the year, St. Mark's Eve. So I ask you, have you ever heard of St. Mark's Eve? That sounds familiar, but I'm. it's not. I can't recall what it is. I, so I've never seen this before, which is just kind of cool. So I was like, oh, I'll talk about it. Uh, when asked what the spookiest night of the year is, most of us would say Halloween because we're, you know, that's who we are. Uh, but for the residents of several English villages, the scariest night of the year is April 24th, which is St. Mark's Eve. According to legend, during that night, people will be able to see the ghosts of those who are about to pass away within the next 12 months. I think I've heard of that. But let me read that again. They will be able to see the ghosts of those who are about to pass away 
within the next 12 months. That's creepy. That's I, like, like it's a fork, like it's a like, Mary, type shit. I just fucking seen your ass last night in the field <laughs> as a ghost. You, could you imagine? Get your shit together. <laughs> Over a cup of tea. <laughs> Go to the doctor. Check your vag out. Yeah, yeah. Something might be happening. Make sure. It's <laughs> <is> fucking awful. <laughs> so... Between the 17th, oh, Jesus Christ, between the 17th and the 19th centuries, uh, on the night of St. Mark's Eve, residents in many English villages sat quietly on a church porch between 11 p.m. Uh, when the bell first rang and 1 a.m. When it would ring again, during those two hours, the ghosts of those who were about to die within the next year could be seen walking into the church. I'll fucking tell you what, if Holy this day, fuck. on the 25th, if I'm going to work and people are like looking at me going, hey, Larry. You okay? You, you feeling <laughs> you feel okay? okay. <laughs> I, I think I'd get a little fucking perturbed. Fuck no, I would be at that church. I'm just sitting there waiting to fucking see myself walk in. I'd be like, fuck, Jesus I'm Christ. fucked. I uh, might as well live my life right now. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to hit the road. We're fucked, Bob. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, that is cool. Do you got anything on your side before we roll into uh, the rest of the bar talk? No, I'm ready. Okay. So, um, again... Part two of Haunted Bars, and we're going to have the interview at the end of this. Uh, stand by. We got winners. We got losers. Chain smokers and boozers. And we got yuppies. We got bikers. We've got thirsty hitchhikers. Okay, so on the first one, uh, Brooks and I kind of covered uh, you know bars that were kind of across the country to a certain point. I think we, he had one local Utah, and we had some other ones. On this part two episode, mainly because of the interview and kind of our area, we're going to get a little bit more intimate about... Hey. The bo- <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what I mean? Is your wife a goer? Hey, know what I mean? Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge, know what I mean? Say no more. A little bit more intimate on some of the bars that we've personally been to, I've personally been to, um, and one that just, I, you would not get me back in that fucking thing if you paid me. There's no way. <sighs> So, you know, you can obviously look a lot of these up. There is a bar in a White Horse Tavern. It's called White Horse Tavern. It's in Newport, uh, Rhode Island. Um, this is one that actually was on Brooks' side. He didn't get a chance to read it, but uh, built in 1673. Uh, one of the oldest bars, and, and just there's, there's a plethora of ghosts from a young woman to everything else. Um, everything else we're going to mention kind of is going to be more local. Uh, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it, and then we'll, we'll just kind of roll from there. One of the ones, so I stay in the Northwest for a very long time uh, before I moved to the God's Forsaken world of Salt Lake City. And uh, is that too harsh? Did the, I say uh, that out loud? This God Forsaken. Yeah. I said that out loud, didn't I? God damn it. I'm going to say that to myself. So uh, in the Northwest, near Seattle, I lived about 50 miles um, east of it, basically. Mm. And in this little tiny town of Snohomish, Washington, we used to hang a lot because we were really close to it. There was a bar there called the Oxford Saloon. So one of these bars just, you know, built in 1900. Uh, it was originally known as a dry goods store. Uh, but the problem with a lot of towns in just that area is that it, it everything sprang up overnight. Uh, they had to be able to adapt and do whatever they wanted to do. So that's exactly what this place did. Um, it had a big gold rush thing in that area, big ore in that area for, for that, that time frame. And then all of a sudden, it kind of dried up. But Snohomish is kind of a neat, antique type It is, thing. yeah. You know, it's kind of a, kind of a neat little town to be part of. Um, so the Oxford, there have been reports of uh, bartenders. They lose female bartenders right and left. 
um, they get molested. They, oh. oh yeah, no, the turnover rate is just amazing. Like you don't see a lot of them in there. Oh, I thought you meant like they lose them, like they die. I'm like Jesus Christ. No, God, God, that's not a haunting. That's a fucking serial mass murder <laughs> of some sort. I fucking don't know. But I know there's one story, and I talked to this one gal, and she wasn't a friend; she was acquaintance. And uh, she says, "Yeah, I worked there for like three months, and then one night I went to close, and the the ma- the male bartender was doing something in the back. He was running the running the keys, running all the bills out, and she was wiping the tables, trying to get everything done. She went to use the restroom, door fucking slammed behind her. She couldn't get out. He couldn't get her out. A lot of shit like that happened. People well, feeling over their shoulder, okay. shadows. There's two parts of the bar. There's an up bar, and there's a there's a down like in a basement speakeasy type thing." Just the minute I walked into that fucking place, I felt like a hundred fucking eyes were on me. It was the weirdest, eeriest. You couldn't convince me to go back there. So you do go to the bar after life. Well, well, you know, I'm if you fucking die, you die there, I guess <laughs> what it is. But it's it's shitty because it's a really cool bar. I would love to fucking that was like would have been my watering hole just because of the old design. Yeah. No, no, not gonna do it. So. There's lumberjacks a haunted, supposedly. Again, employees getting locked in the bathroom. Women get just harassed constantly. A little bit of poltergeist activity for, which is kind of, you don't hear that a lot for haunts or bars because usually it's things moving. They, they see something behind that. For things actually physically to be thrown around, Oxford Saloon has that. And, oh, um, yeah, you let's know. Let's go. Yeah. No, oh, okay. Um, another one that you and I have been to yes. in Spokane, Washington. Again, Northwest favorite. Uh, Red Line Pub. Remember that bar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was so, a very interesting bar. Oh, Jesus. That was very interesting. Well, okay. So it's not just a bar and a pub, but there's a uh, there's a restaurant hooked onto it. They do mm-hmm. really good barbecue. Oh, but yeah. there's this little hole-in-the-wall corner bar. Um, and you know, we've been to it back and forth. It was kind of one of our watering holes to a certain point. Number one, Spokane is a, a fucking hotbed of not knocking the city, but it had a rough goddamn history. Everything from killing the Indian tribes that were there so they could build the city of Spokane mm-hmm. to the people moving in to robbers, murderers, bank robbers, serial killers. I mean, it that town just is a very, very Blue collar, rough city. Um, beautiful city. I love it. I miss it um, just because of that history. But Red Line Pud plays a lot into that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is actually supposedly a, a man who haunts down in the basement. This is another one of those things going back to the women. The women won't even oh, go yeah. down to the basement to get stock. They won't go down and they get beer. They won't go down there and get a keg, retapped. They won't do it. They, it has to be a, a man to go down there because he won't harass a man, but he'll harass a woman. So that's one of those things that were, um, you know, that are haunted. Um, another one, why we're on the Northwest thing, is going to be, and we've been to this one too as well. Mm-hmm. So this is actually uh, go to Seattle. This is the Seattle, Washington. This is called Kells Irish Pub. Um, so we visited this as well and uh, spent 13 years again living in that area. And I had chances to check out every single bar that was kind of in that uh, in that locale you know funny wink wink enough (laughs) that i had free time on my hands so one sunday while i and other aficionados and microbrewers were bouncing around seattle we do these kind of pub crawls that were going around um we came across kel's pub um i can safely say that from the moment i walked into the pub there literally was a presence that that was just sitting right by me like i couldn't 
I couldn't even focus or drink my beer. It was one of those things. You and I have been there too. We sat in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been uh, it's it's and it's been known to have hauntings back and forth. In the early 1900s, it was known as a morgue, which probably is an issue. Well, that makes sense then. Right. Uh, Not just a morgue, but an overflow of sorts. When Seattle was growing, they were trying to use their spaces as much as they could. And this place served as a multi-purpose room of sorts as far as death and destruction and everything else. Um, So that's Kel's Pub. Now, it's a really cool hangout. But again, I walked in there and I was like, ah, ah, there's, you know, there's there's something here that just... You know, shouldn't be here. So, um, and one of the other things here, local here, that we went to, and then we we discovered this two months ago, I think, right when we went to mm-hmm. uh, Provo. So here in Utah, we have Salt Lake, Ogden, Provo. Those are three of the major cities. They're all about thirty miles away from each other, give or take, as the crow flies. I've been wanting to use that phrase for a long time. I just threw that out there. <laughs> anyway, what we didn't know when we went to Provo was Provo is where a lot of the Mormons kind of go to. Everybody thinks it's Salt Lake. It's really not Salt Lake. A lot of them are going out to the suburbs because us uh, sin folk are kind of moving them, moving them out where we don't want to deal with them here in the city. Um, but Provo is one of those. And because of that, Provo actually only has two bars. So uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we want to explore, you want to look. And this is what we end up doing doing that day. Okay, so just for reference, too, Provo actually has a population of about 117,000 people. Again, two bars. Just for reference, 117,000 people, two bars. So, you know, obviously, (laughs) you know, the, the pastime is not, you know, fucking drinking there. You know, needless to say. So, you know, we were in Provo looking for other things. We went to uh, this this haunted establishment. We thought it was an old library there. Couldn't figure out how to get into there. They had some wedding ceremony going on. So we went down the road, and on the main drag, there was this place called City Limits Tavern. And so we're sitting down, and we're chatting up with, uh, you know, looking up other haunted things in that area just so we didn't waste our whole day just kind of being in Provo. So the bartender, Tucker, overheard us and began filling our ears with all the stories of the hauntings that he witnessed firsthand in said City Limits Tavern in Provo. Um, And it was just really kind of funny because he had all these stories. So as we sat there and talked to him, um, we realized all these little stories that was going around. And this is where the interview comes in. So, you know, you hear the name Shaky that he talked about. Mm -hmm. You'll hear kind of like where he passed, what was going on. Don't get me wrong. City Limits Tavern is, you know, it's a bar, but it's, it's been renovated. It's not an elite bar. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's it's, a couple of areas in that building has been renovated, but you can tell there's other portions that haven't. So it's still pretty cool. Yeah. It's still pretty cool being too. Um, But you know, when we figure that out, automatically I went into radar mode and I was like, oh God, here you go. This is the thing. So I gave him the card uh, for strange uncles and I said, hey, you know, is there any way? He goes, absolutely. I'll talk to the owner. So he gave me the number of the owner and then uh, one thing led to another. And then of course we got, uh, we led up to the interview that we actually had with him, which is what we're going to play next. And uh, I think this is kind of an opening door for make sure we get an investigation in that area. Um, I just find it funny that the one of the only two bars in Provo, th- that one is haunted. Like, there's for whatever reason. So, mm, obviously, yeah. he's not a Mormon. So, anyway, um, unless you have anything on your side. No, I don't. All right. So, we're going to go ahead and kick off the interview, and uh, we will be right back. Stand by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So everybody, uh, everybody knows that Strange Uncles, we love a good ghost story and beer. And here we have both together. <laughs> so I want to introduce um, a little background stories. My wife and I were in the area in Provo, Utah, what, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Roughly. Two weeks ago. Yeah. So we're stumbling on trying to find like haunted spots up here. We've never been up here. We come into bars, so we're going to have a beer and kind of cool down and get all the street. And then we meet um, a gentleman who's a bartender here at a place called City Limits Tavern. Um, and he started telling us the story about Shaky. And that's who I want to introduce right now. So, Tucker, welcome to Strange Uncles. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I guess my first question would be, and again, you know, we've you've talked to before about what you've seen. Uh, this is, you know, Honda bars are just number one cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one here has been here for a while, right? I think you're yes. talking. Okay. So, didn't they used to do, like, poker games and things down in the basement way they back did. when? Way back when. I think it was in the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So, this has been an ongoing establishment for quite some time. Yeah. Um, Tucker told me about a story about Shaky. And evidently, he was a, uh, a client that was here I, with a name like Shaky, I'm assuming regularly, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He was a regular. <laughs> he was a regular. Um, and so, yeah, Tucker, I just, you know, number one, thank you. And number two, I get, tell us what, give us an idea what's going on. Okay. So, there's been times where um, one of the biggest ones that I know is that some girls came into the bar, they ordered a shot. I poured the shot, I put it in front of the girl, and she didn't even touch the glass, but the glass moved to the left to her friend. Hmm. Her friend got up and started running out, and I stopped her. I was like, wait, Shaky's saying you need that shot before your friend does. Now, the bar (laughs) is flat. It was dry. The bottom of the glass was dry. How how far do you think it moved? Like six, six, 12 inches at least 12 inches so like a a ruler length just a wooden school ruler length Mm. yeah move that far that's a distance that's yeah i mean this isn't the olympics but that's 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 significant yeah and nobody touched it and there were customers around that saw it and they're like that who did that i'm like it was probably shaky Mm. Shaky, I like that name. Shaky. <laughs> I keep, I keep getting that screwed up with Shakes a Clown. I don't know why, but Shaky that's a, in a bar. Yeah, it, perfect. More, more fitting. Yeah. Um, by the way, the other voice you hear on the other mic, and I'm going to introduce her later on, um, is actually Jen from uh, Ochre Mountain Paranormal. There's something that we're hopefully going to follow up once we get done with this interview with Tucker. Um, but uh, you know, you thank you for sitting in and. You're welcome. Asking questions and going from there. Definitely. Um, so as we sit here, of course, we're kind of in the table of the bar. Set it up for you listeners where we're at. We're kind of in the back corner. You were saying Shaky died. So he died at the bar, correct? I believe he, somewhere in the bar, which curves, there's a spot where they say he died, that he was sitting at one of the table or the stools and died. I think he had a heart attack. Um and that would have been 2001, 2002, I believe. Okay. How, how old was our friend Shaky when he died? That I don't know. I've been trying to... There's a lot of things I want to learn about Shaky because I've been trying to find out what his favorite drink was and I'll leave one out and <laughs> that's too cool <laughs> was there any little anybody else that is a local that might know a little bit more no knew of oh. the guy or remember him hmm. 
I'll have to get back with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tell the story. One of the stories that you were talking about was the lights. I remember that was one of the first ones you were specific on. So we have lights that turn when they're on, and they flash blue, red, green. And one night, one of the lights were just turning. And I go over to our DJ booth that runs it, and it's completely off. You have to flip a light switch on the wall for the DJ booth to get power, and then you got to turn and physically push a button. And so I was just joking around saying, if Shaky's here, all right, Shaky, if you're here, shine the light on me and turn it blue. And I went to the middle of our dance floor. The light turned, went blue, and shone, and shone on me. And I had said that was... Wow. Two or three of my friends that were here drinking came and they were watching and they heard me exactly say, Shaky, if you're messing with the light, turn it blue and point it at me. Hmm. And when that happened, they... That's exactly what happened. And Shaky, exactly, did it. Yeah. Shaky did what you said. Yeah, and I've heard that ghost can mess with electricity because I love watching paranormal stuff. And I was like... That got me thinking. Maybe we need to get somebody in here, you know. Yeah. And Let's. So, have you had any past? I mean, obviously, we're talking about you know this bar here, City Limits Tavern. Have you ever had any past encounters of stuff, or is this pretty much the? Is it just shaky? Is there anything else? No. Or anyone else? So downstairs, where they had the poker table mm-hmm. and playing the poker games, we have our beer cooler, and so at night. I was getting beer to restock, and I'm the only one here. There's no one else here. And I vividly heard, I'll go all in. And I'm like, really? Go all in? I'm like, who's here? And nobody answered. Wow. And I was like, okay. That's very appropriate for... uh, That's when I would be on the payphone across the street. (laughs) I'm all in. Yeah, I'm like, I'm all in. So there have um, one of our employees, Nikki, has said that some of the females at night when they close get this strange feeling that somebody's following them Mm. or they hear whisperings like hello. And I've had that happen to me where I'll be walking, filling up the ice, and I get that sense that somebody's back there. And then all of a sudden you hear this hello and you turn wow. around and nobody's there and it's like just clear as day clear as day like i'm like, talking to you hello is it always the same voice or can you tell i mean that's a weird There's question but been one that has been like the one i heard downstairs was a female's voice that mm-hmm. said i'm i'll go all in now i know earlier this used to just be a gentleman's club and they only let guys in and playing poker i don't know if they let the girls go down there up here it's a guy's it's like a kind of a creepy hello but a deep voice yeah so you can tell yeah pretty yeah yeah um tell the back door story so i had just taken the trash out and on our door we have a bolt that you slide and then we put this heavy arm to basically lock the door I had another gentleman in here with me because we had an incident happen and I was just wanting, you know, backup if anything reoccurred. Right, right. 
I had taken the trash out. I locked the door. I went over to the cash register, started counting my drawer. And when that door opens, there's a beep. And all of a sudden, it beeps, and that door opened and then slammed shut. Huh. And Parker, who was here with me, looked over at me and said, didn't you lock that door? And I said, yes. I said, come with me, and I grabbed a flashlight. We came back to where we're sitting, and I turned it on, the door's locked. And I know for that night it wasn't windy because it was in December. Yeah. And so that creeped me the hell out. That creeped him the hell out. Because <laughs> that's a heavy <laughs> door imagine. to open. Yeah, yeah. But to, for it to slam shut like that, when he and I are the only ones here and I lock it, mm-hmm. that one's got me... So all these, so these encounters, you know, if you pick like your three or four encounters, you had the voices, the door, the, the glass, a time frame. Like, was it within three months? Was it within a year? Was it with, I like, how long have you worked here? I've worked, I'm coming up on three years. Okay. And all of this has probably happened within the last year and a half. Okay, gotcha. Hmm. Hmm. And Shaky died in 2001, 2002, and, yeah. you think? So, and you had some renovation. We have had some renovation done, yes. When, when did the renovation take place? Um, that would have been about anywhere from 2005 on. 2005. What was renovated? Um, for one, our state, and that's another one too, is that we have cameras all over the back and right, all over right. the bar. And Nikki has said that she is actually seen on the cameras like an apparition walk across oh, the I stage. Oh, that one. Like a white, this, like this, a... This stage right here. Yeah, this stage. This, so this, this one stage, we're sitting right next right, to. Right, yeah, we're yeah. sitting right next to it. Great, So great. it used to be a lot smaller. So probably from this speaker end to that speaker end, and it was just a square. But... She said from the my left, it comes across to the right. Like a white? What, what did she describe what it looked like? On the camera, she said it, look, it started out white, and then it went to like kind of a silhouette of, we don't know if it's a guy or a... Kind but, of but, tall. But a shape of some but sort, shape. height, all that yeah, kind of... Yeah, it had height. And then it just faded to white again. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any more questions? Just out of curiosity? Uh, what about the renovation? So it's just the stage? The right. stage, we have done... Did you take any walls down or... No. No? This okay. might have facelift mainly. Yeah, just facelift. Anything. Didn't move any major things around. We or. did tear out one seat over there to make the stage bigger. Mm-hmm. And then downstairs was just, you know. Right. Right. Okay. What is the city limits wall of fame? So, 30 or... F- those are customers. A cartoon guy drew all those. Um... 20, 30 years ago of customers that's that were just in here. all customers yeah. that have come and, and, goes, come and gone? Yeah. 
it goes along the top of our bar too. Hmm. And I don't know if one of those is shaky. I'm trying to find out. I was out. wondering. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that's, interesting, wouldn't it? That'd be great. <laughs> so, being that was the case. Wow. Um, Have, has anything ever taken place with the pictures? They tilt, they fall off the wall, they switch. Just the pit. You did mention the bar pictures, though, didn't you? Was the in that pictures? Something yeah. else, yeah. The so pictures above the bar? We have a place where we keep, like, our glassware um, for mixed drinks. Um, and on top of that, we put pictures for beer. And I was standing to the left making a drink, and all of a sudden, three or four just start tumbling over. Wow. Nobody hit it. And mm. I'm 6'2", so I know I'm tall. And when I get in there, my head bumps it. But for those to fly off just like they did in a, in a row, one, two, three, four. Just like dominoes. All, yeah, dominoes. Yeah. Somebody had, and nobody hit it from the front. Almost like somebody swiped a hand or something. Yeah, because you have to reach oh. up high. Yeah, and right. none of the bottles or the other glasses along none the wall. None of those other. No movement no at all. No movement. Isolated. Pretty isolated. Yeah. yeah. Just that one, so. one area. Hmm. Okay. Is there anything above the building here? There's a roof. We do have a roof up there. So. Is there an attic or is no. it just. Okay. It's just a flat roof. It's just a yeah. flat, flat roof, roof where. Yeah, I mean, you ventilation. Yeah, yeah ventilation. Okay. Huh. Well, interesting. Um, I say nice. so. Number one, yeah. Thank you for your time. I mean, we always love uh, whether it's an urban myth, what's a story, whatever have you. I feel we kind of stumbled on this by accident, of course. And I'm, I'm giggly with interest, and I'm, you know, I'm frantically texting you this last what, two <laughs> weeks, trying to figure things out. Um, one thing that we'll tell the listeners that I think we're going to do um, with uh, Mike Pardue, who's a lead investigator for Ochre. Um, I think we're going to investigate. Yeah, I think yeah. So. So I that wanna, will be the I want to see what's going on. I do too, yeah. because yeah. there have been times where, like, I'm working and you get this where all the hair on your arms stand up and it's warm in here and a cold blast of air just goes right through you. And I'm like, if somebody's here, I want to find out if they're friendly or if they want to hurt somebody. Right. And with Shaky, I would like to find out what his favorite shot was, and I'll give one to him. <laughs> I we'll think do, that's we'll what I would like to do, do a specific EVP and ask him, what's your favorite drink? Yeah. There you go. As he tells you the ingredients and how to mix it. Yeah. That would be a hell of an EVP <laughs> if you never pull that off. But anyway, um, no, man, fantastic. First of all, thank you for coming on. And I think, yeah, the next step's going to be an investigation. So we'll try to line that up. And um, I think mainly the time is going to be the difficult thing because, you know, bar hours, they're trying to figure out, like, when would be the best you know, what's it look like? You know, honestly, we want to do it when it's uh, closed and we don't have any outside influence coming in, noise, yeah. sound, people. Um, but yeah, it's a good start. And I was interested from the very beginning. And then, of course, I pass it on to Jen and, and Mike. And, you know, here we are. Yeah, let's get to know Shaky. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Close gates. does seem that most bars have an ambiance around them. Maybe because of the reason they are there or the environment that surrounds the poor folk that are drinking there. These few that we mentioned in part one and part two are literally a splash in the ocean of all the many bars that are out there Mm -hmm. with hauntings from every turn because... Oh, I'm sure there's one in every state, so... Yeah, I mean, just you, you think about what happens in the the energy that's involved. I, I just, you know, I, could, I couldn't even imagine. 
You know, so there's plenty out there. We could probably do part eight of this whole thing and not really yeah. cover all the bars that were going on. So, but something to keep in mind, next time you have a drink, watch your back. You never know. Or at least have a shot with Mickey the Sailor. Just saying. So stand by for the investigation for Ultra Paranormal. More likely some of it will be on here. And uh, by all means, hopefully if you like these two, part one, part two of the bar haunts, uh, you can actually write us, strangeuncles at gmail.com. You can check out our website at mystrangeuncles.com. You can call us. Now we have a line and I think we have a greeting too, right? Uh, I figured out how to put it on there. (laughs) I think so. And that's going to be 801-252-6945. So call us at that number. Let us know. Um, And hopefully you enjoyed these. Um, The next episode coming up is going to be uh, one with a really good friend of mine from Canada. And we cover kind of quite a mystery. I think uh, we'll go ahead and we'll close the... It's... I close the uh we'll close something on the close the doors, close close bars. Don't close down the bars. Jesus, we already did that prohibition. Like, really? That was a fucking nightmare. Come on. Our nation learned the lesson there, didn't they? You're fucked, Bob. That was <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they say. We're gonna go ahead and close this bar down. Close gates. <laughs> Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die.